Hi, my name's Sam Breakgear and welcome to Brains Bike Back. This is the podcast where we like to dissect, cut open and analyze all the gooey parts of psychology and technology in our society today. Advertising is everywhere. I don't need to list examples of that. You know it, you can't escape them. Advertising is nothing new to our society. However, the way we are advertised to is constantly evolving. 20 years ago, you would sound like a maniac if you said, this app has too many ads in it and there is no skip ad button. That sentence probably wouldn't have made much sense. But in today's world, it does, unfortunately, and it's probably very relatable. In this episode, we'll take a look at how ads are evolving, what advertising companies are doing to give users a better advertising experience, and what we can expect to see from the future of advertising. For this episode, I'm joined by Miami-based entrepreneur, who is the CEO and co-founder of Stream Media, an innovative SaaS platform that empowers content providers with their own distribution, engagement, and monetization tools, Giovanni Punzo. And for our special feature, we have good news regarding the BBC and the dark web. Disclosure, this episode includes a client of an Espacio portfolio company. I'd love to know, what was the first advert you remember seeing? Okay, advertisement. Uh, that I remember, you know, the one that just comes up to my mind, to mind is... Uh, the Burger King ad during the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you remember that one. No, we don't have the Super Bowl in the UK. It's, it's, not, big, it's not a big thing. But I do hear that the, the Super Bowl adverts are like the, the holy grail of adverts or like the main. There's one of the big buzzes around the Super Bowl, I hear anyway. And I'll tell you, it was Andy Warhol. And it was just really bizarre, you know. And, and it was an old commercial, an old take that burger king did in the i think it was in the 80s and they relaunched it again in 2019 it's basically andy world you know famous artist just eating a burger king you know a burger and uh putting ketchup on it, it just it just never connected with the audience it was it was a big fiasco uh, my name is andy warhol and uh, i just finished eating uh, a hamburger you know, and it makes it makes me think, and and, and actually, uh, it agrees with the theory that uh, the ads that we watch today on TV or that we listen to are just not connecting anymore. And uh, and and whoever is creating them, it's 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 not connecting with the audience. So there's this big evolution of how ads should connect or content marketing, and and it's really about reinventing the brand-to-consumer approach. And uh, and then it comes down to, you know, where is also the consumer watching or listening, right? And, and they're not watching anymore on TV. So, so there's so much going on, I think, in terms of uh, changes within the industry. So it's not only what we watch video or what we listen to audio, it's also about how things are being displayed and the interactivity that can be created through that. Check it out. Bur- just if you put Super Bowl ads, Burger King on Google, you'll see this uh, this awful ad that that Burger King paid millions of dollars for that just never connected. Send me a link, and I'm really interested in seeing that, and I'll share it with our listeners as well, so they can check it out. Before we get started, I think it would be great if you are able to tell us who you are, what you do, and your experience currently in the industry of advertising. 
Yeah, so my name is uh, Gio uh, Punzo. I'm the CEO of uh, Stream Media and co-founder together with uh, Antonio Calderon, who's uh, our CTO and co-founder. And we, we started the company in 2014 uh, with a mission. <laughs> and our mission is uh, to save the content industry. And it's such a big uh, mission, right? And, you know, how do you do it? What exactly do you do? So we focus on, on three areas that are very important and uh, are hard to us, which is content distribution, engagement, and monetization. And on the monetization side, this is where we have developed new technologies, new digital advertising technology that can really help content providers connect with end users in digital. Uh, so again, we you know we started in 2014, uh, based out of Miami, Florida, and uh, here we are disrupting completely the the content landscape and touching obviously uh, the content providers, TVs and radios make make money on digital on advertisement. Period. Right. That's how they always made money, and the shift to digital it's so difficult for them. They need to find new ways to connect with the audience. They need to find new way to monetize. They don't understand uh, digital advertisement very well. So we help them through this journey. I was interested by the description of the work that you do. For example, you said you claim that you've created a technology that helps create better brand and consumer feeling when viewing digital advertising. And can you explain how this technology works? How does it create a better feeling for the consumer? I did, I did. So. Uh, there, there are a couple of things, you know, we, we did um, several focus groups uh, where we showed, um, we showed end users different types of advertisement. And, and the one that comes to mind was um, the one, the advertisement that come from uh, YouTube, uh, which, you know, Google owns 80% of the digital advertising in, in the world. And the students were between the age of 8 and 13. They were showed a, the images from YouTube. The question was, name the brand. And uh, the, the younger audience, um, was uh, some of them reached out and said uh, YouTube. So even though you might have an Adidas or a Nike commercial, as they get that pre-roll, the, the famous skip ad in, in the image, uh, the focus, the shift of the eyes is not anymore toward the advertisement. It's right away looking into that little box on the low right inside, which is skip ad. And, and you're just waiting for those five seconds to go away. Uh, however, you know, the, the industry is is full of pre-rolls because that's, that's what we know and that's what the technology is out there. Uh, prepare you for uh, until YouTube and Facebook created the mid-roll. <laughs> so now not only you're being interrupted at the beginning of a content experience, but even in the middle of it. Uh, so we, we studied it, you know, we, we, we asked different focus groups uh, what they thought of our new format. So we actually have a patent technology, patent pending technology on, on, on digital advertisement called Inside Ad, where uh, we show the advertisement uh, in, a, in a split screen on mobile devices. So as you're waiting, as you want to watch something or you want to even listen to something on a, on a mobile application, your experience will never be interrupted. You will still be able to listen to an audio and we will insert an advertisement, a video advertisement uh, using our technology in a non-intrusive way. And you have the right to remove the ad 
if you want to. But because you're not being interrupted, we've noticed that the viewability rates is up to 95%. So meaning that people are not skipping our ads, people are actually watching them and at the same time not being interrupted during the content experience. So try to visualize it in a way where, you know, again, you are watching a content and then all of a sudden the screen splits and on the left inside it will appear an advertisement on the right inside you're still watching the content and your audio it's always going to be from your original content if you want to get into the advertisement and learn more just press it otherwise you're just going to uh, watch a multitask for a few seconds what is the response for that do people get bothered by that i can imagine that people are probably willing to give it more time or willing to like accept its presence there more so than just like watching an ad beforehand rather than just jumping to the skip ad but do people are people happy with it they're kind of what their response are they like oh yeah that's fine yeah you can have that there or they're like oh why is this ad taking up half the screen does that make sense yeah yeah no it makes total sense and the beauty is that we have data right so the data that we've seen from our customers using our technology is that there is again a 95 percent viewability rate that means that People are actually watching the two screens at the same time. The click-through is higher than a regular Facebook or Instagram advertisement eh, when you're looking at from a brand perspective. You know, is the brand also winning in this? Absolutely. And the end user is loving it. You know, there's a sign of relief. There's comments like, this is genius. Thank you. I love it. I don't mind. Better experience. So all these things come out. Uh, from the consumer perspective, uh, because again, they are, the skip ad is a, a negative brand connectivity with the end user. You know, it just, it just the, the, the brand is looked in a negative way by the end user. The end user is focused just on getting rid of this ad. So what does, you know, the, the Google, YouTube, this world do? Now they're putting two skip ads or two pre-rolls, one after the other and it's just making that experience awful but because they own you know there's more people watching youtube than tv nowadays <laughs> they don't care you know they're making more money uh but you know the great thing is that our technology now is getting in the hands of some big corporations so we signed some very large deal with some of the biggest broadcasters in the world uh meaning that we'll be able to start seeing our alternative to the skip ads our a better brand to consumer approach in terms of digital advertisement on different devices in the next uh, in the next month or so. Awesome. Um, so you also said another thing that I wanted to bring up. Can you explain how you intend to take users on a new journey? That's something that I read in your proposal or in your your work. Could you explain how you intend to do this? Absolutely. So so the couple of things that we do, and again, you know, when I started when I started uh, the, our chat, you know, I. I I explained that what we do is the three things that we focus on is distribution, engagement, monetization, and uh, and and that means that as as the user is uh, discovering new content, we're helping them not just watch the content but interact as well with the content. So uh, we have developed new technologies where uh, the end user becomes part of the content experience by creating himself or herself stories, video stories. Um, I'll give you an example, you know, perhaps it's easier. You know, let's say we have a, uh, we, we build a, an app or a radio station or a TV station, and, and now you're watching their content. 
And uh, uh, inside the apps, we've created a technology called Inside Stories where the end user can create user-generated content that then can be shared back with the radio stations or TV stations. And, and the topics of that content can be defined by the content owner. Uh, and the reason why we created that interactivity is because, you know, we live in a world where uh, users are constantly on social media creating content. And that content is just being given for free to Facebook, to Instagram, to Snapchat, to TikTok. And, and it's really, you know, again, let's go back to our mission. Our mission is to save the content industry we need to help the content providers now get that content away from, let's say, the social media uh, and back to them so that they can create that rapport, that relationship with that, uh, with the end users. So TV stations, radio stations, content providers will be able to connect again with the end users using our you know, user-generated content features so that they can, they can create new experiences for the end user. Uh, and through interactivity, you know, sing the song of your favorite artist that you just heard on the radio. You could win some tickets or, you know, and send us the video all connected to the same platform. It seems like what you're doing is obviously you're taking a very personal approach to what people want to see from adverts. And rather than just say, like, we have something to advertise, stick it under these people's faces. It's more kind of like a back and forth between what the people want to see and what they're going to genuinely react to and also the content providers like you said what's what's going to help them survive this tough time but i did want to ask you what is your feelings towards ad blockers as an ad company i'm sure you probably have um uh, strong feelings towards them yeah and, and i think it, it goes back to the the ad blockers is because of you know, people are tired of receiving unwanted ads. Uh, so the couple of things that, that I believe are going to happen, again, we're getting, we're growing into with, with some of the major players because they're trying to figure out how to display ads in new ways. I think there's going to be a wave of, of uh, creativity that's going to come out because, you know, the money is definitely on digital advertisement. But how, again, how do you get away with uh, ad blockers or how do you fight that, that war is content marketing is one, something that, that comes to our mind, you know, better and more relatable content. Uh, that can be wrapped into some forms of advertisement. And then, you know, again, we look at our technology where uh, we we're not intrusive. You know, ads should not be intrusive. You know, uh, you should not just uh, receive ads when, uh, whenever, uh, whenever the system decides to send you ads, audio or video. So new forms of ads displays are going to be the ones winning this, uh, this digital war and, uh, or this digital disruption and, and you know we're going to be at the forefront of that so what i kind of feel like correct me if i'm wrong but it's kind of like you're saying ad blockers have become a byproduct of adverts not appealing to the audiences or not tapping in and becoming an unwanted nuisance opposed to something which can actually provide value to the consumer's life uh, so it's not so much that ad blockers the enemy they're just the byproduct of a flawed system it's absolutely true it's exactly what's uh, what, what we believe in and it's it's obviously it's not uh, well regulated it's it's in total disruption but you know and, and it's owned by few right it's owned by a handful of, of players um, the other the other alternative that we've seen is which is also interesting is uh, customers some of our customers says okay we don't want to put 
we, we don't even want to play in the ad space. You know, we just want to go subscription. But subscription services are, there's, there's so many of them right now. And can consumers live with another subscription service just so that they don't see ads, right? Netflix model is no ads, right? So they've taught us that you don't need to see an ad anymore because again, the ads are not relatable. And we, they taught us this subscription model. So ads needs to, re, they need to reinvent themselves. I think again, we are, we're working with some big uh, broadcasters that believe in our story and our technology. We can reconnect the brand to the consumer without interrupting their audio or video experience. It, it, just think of it for a second, a world without skip ads. It's amazing. It's, it's a beautiful world. Yeah, definitely. Especially since I understand what you're saying about the double ads. I've recently been encountering that where it's like you skip the first ad and then like, all right, cool, now time to watch this YouTube video. And then it's like another ad comes up and it's like, oh man, at what point are they going to add a third one? And it just becomes a game of how many times can you skip the ad before you give up and don't watch the video? <laughs> I'll give you another one. You know, there's an application that uh, that, that we use to watch uh, football games, soccer games, which is called FUBU, F-U-B. It's actually a subscription app, but they even throw you four, four pre-rolls Four in a row. That's brutal, you know. That's and in it's a subscription as well. It's subscription. Subscription, very expensive, very expensive. They throw. It. And again, why do they do that? Because there's not an alternative technology that can help you improve, you know, again that the brand to consumer relationship. And also, you know, there's all this market of content marketing that we believe in. You know, we're going to be investing heavily into that area uh, of creating uh, content marketing materials for brands. Uh, again, I think of it this way, the, 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 the ads that we watch on TV today, they're not relatable, you know, and the same with audio. So, uh, so that market needs to be completely reinvented and uh, it's, it's, it's exciting times. It's interesting that you mentioned audio because for me, I saw something recently. It was recently announced that an ad blocker has been created to block ads on podcasts. Now, we don't have ads on this podcast, but at the same time, like since I work in the podcast industry, that's something that slightly worries me only for the sake that this is like podcasts seem to be well from my experience of listening to podcasts it depends there's two different types of ads it seems like there's the standard ads where they take a pause on a show and then they just play ads um that can be sometimes a bit irritating because it just seems like random and also like it doesn't really resonate with me as such but then there's the ads where the hosts usually take the time to explain a product or sell a product and on those occasions i actually kind of do like it because most of the time i listen to it and i'm like that sounds like a good product i'm actually interested in that it's almost like they've curated it for like their audience and it does resonate with me and I, i really like it when that happens so i'm not averse to ads being in podcasts when it's like a presenter that's chosen the product and is happy to like explain it and talk about it in their own manner it feels more like an extension of the show rather than an actual like advert but how can if if podcasts were to be impacted by this kind of like block ads feature, how do you think podcasts could evolve their advertising strategy to survive against the threat of ad blockers? Yeah, and, and we had those conversations with uh, with uh, some of the biggest radio groups in the U.S. You know, the the Anthrocom, Cumulus, uh, Higher Radio, and the, I can't mention because of uh, several NDAs that we have with some of them, but our technology actually is going to help through that. So yes, there's going to be ad blockers for podcasts. And again, listening to an ad during a podcast is, is uh, you mentioned two types of ads. You know, we, we call the, the ones of the host actually talking about the product. 
that's more content marketing and, and that's what's going to continue to grow right because they, re- they they make the they make that relationship between brand to consumer relatable well the other ones are not you know the other ones are just uh, you know in my opinion garbage you know and how can you make them more relatable without interrupting the experience the big thing here is you want the consumer to to feel to not be interrupted you know they should not be interrupted because the moment they are they're leaving there's so many options right now in in there's so many options but the the podcast owners don't know how else to monetize well we're working with some of these big uh, uh, podcast owners that we're, we're introducing our technology, uh, and it's very, very exciting. Uh, not only for the revenue opportunity that they can bring in, but again, because our technology will not interrupt that, that user experience. So uh, I'm happy for the ad blockers because it, it's going to give us more opportunity to bring in our technology that, uh, that does not interrupt the user experience. Uh, so that's a win that does not that that connects the brand. That's another win, and it helps the content provider monetize more. That's the third win. That's awesome. Well, it seems like you're on the right side and you're doing the right things. So yeah, that's great. I really look forward to seeing you work on that. My last question to you, out of interest, it's kind of similar to, to what we spoke about at the start. What's your favorite ad ever? Wow, let me think. You know, uh, lately, uh, the the one that just stays with me is the is the Lincoln, uh, the Lincoln, the Carl Lincoln ads where they have uh, Matthew Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, those ads kind of stay with me. You know, I, I don't know why. When you ask me the question, I, I that's the first thing that popped into my head. Next chapter. Uh, that one is interesting. Uh, there's another one, you know, and I go back to the Super Bowl. I guess the Super Bowl, I'm pretty big with that, I guess. Uh, ASMR, uh, is, is, it's another area that is pretty cool. Uh, it, it was an ASMR uh, Super Bowl ad um, that, that also caught my attention, and it was pretty cool. Uh, it was a Michelob Ultra Super Bowl ads with uh, Zoe Kravitz. Let's all experience something. Check it out. It's 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 pretty pretty neat. Again, it's it, I don't know how relatable it is, just because uh, ASMR is so it's so deep and dark in some ways. Uh, but um, but it's different, right? It's different. It's what I was telling at the beginning. The ads that you watch on TV today, they're just not relatable anymore. So you have they have to think outside the box. You have to create new type of experiences between the brand and, and the consumer. And, uh, and, you know, so, so I, will, I will put that, that the Michelob uh, Ultra ASMR Super Bowl ad with, uh, with Zoe Kravitz as, as my ultimate favorite. <laughs> you got to send that over. Send that one over, the Burger King one over, and um, the Matthew McConaughey ad, ads over. Send them over. I want to see them. And I'll also include them for our, our listeners so they can check them out. I'm really keen to see those. And it sounds like you're doing a great job. You are bringing some more interesting experiences than just those annoying skip ad adverts that we seem to be bombarded with. So thanks for your work in that. If our listeners do want to keep up with what you're doing, how can they stay up to date? Do you have social media or website? Yeah, we do. We do. So uh, Stream, uh, uh, com is the name of our company. Uh, you can go on our website and, um, and schedule 
uh, a meeting with one of our experts. Um, we have different places on the website where you can do that. We are on uh, Instagram, uh, um, Stream Media. Uh, we are also on Facebook, and uh, and soon we're launching our TikTok channel as well, which is going to be an, a fantastic uh, way for us to connect with uh, with the younger consumers as well. Fantastic, Geo. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. This week's good news is a short one, and you've probably seen it already, but if not, I wanted to share it with you. A couple of weeks ago, the BBC announced that it has made its international news website available via the Tor network in a bid to thwart censorship attempts. As I'm sure you already know, especially if you listen to our dark web episode, the Tor browser is a privacy-focused software used to access the dark web. The BBC article points out that the browser can obscure who is using it and what data is being accessed, which can help people avoid government surveillance and censorship. Countries including China, Iran and Vietnam are among those who have tried to block access to the BBC News website or programmes. We have a link to the full article on our website at social.co. From there you can also find a link to access the BBC's new page. That is our show. Thank you as always for listening. It's been a pleasure. If you want to follow us, go to Spotify and you can find us there. Brains Bite Back and you can follow us. You can also find us on iTunes and all the other places which you'd love to listen to your podcasts. You can also go to thesociable.co and subscribe to our newsletter. And that way you'll always stay up to date with what we're doing here at The Sociable. Thanks and have a great day. <laughs>